0: Hello and welcome to Select Match Type. My name's Simon Calgill and I'm joined as ever by Christopher Ellis. Hi, Chris. How are you?
1: I am very well, Simon. How is yourself?
0: Tip top. Thank you very much for asking. Um, our episode this week, then we're going to a sort of modern day show, Elimination Chamber 2019, and um, we're going to the first. Uh, we're going to crown the first ever women's tag team champions. Um, excited for this one Do you remember much about it Chris? No I don't Which is weird because it's so recent I
1: feel it's Elimination Chamber I feel it's a pay-per-view that we would have watched Together But yeah. I have <laughs> no recollection sure. of the match Maybe it was so forgettable <laughs> but I think I remember the, the actual Women's, the singles Elimination Chamber match Yeah, Because that is absolutely brilliant Absolutely top-notch Match this one. I have no, I have no recollection of it whatsoever in any way, shape, or form. Which bodes <laughs> really well for us. <laughs> it
0: really does. I uh, should point out this one was selected. So we were guests um, on the WNR podcast back it, when we did the Hell in a Cell pay per view, and this one was selected by uh, Jaxie Scarlet. So hi, Jaxie. Thanks very much for putting us through this one. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, back in December 2018, Vince McMahon announced that some tag team titles had been introduced um, and they were for the Women's Tag Team Championships. So that was on the back of the Evolution pay-per-view. The times they were a changing, Chris.
1: Yeah, and um, be fair, they what they're doing now still with the Women's Division is like, and years past what they were doing five, eight years ago. So well you I may want to moan at WDE for a lot of things and a lot of the a lot of changes they have brought in, at least they're moving roughly in the right direction.
0: Yeah, it did feel um so at this point, so the end of 2018, the evolution it felt like they were on, on quite a roll with um the women's only pay-per-view, then the tag titles. It does seem that progress has slowed slightly. There has obviously been other things that have happened in the last few years. So um, a couple of WrestleManias have been the headline by female wrestlers now. Um, But it it certainly seems to have slowed since. uh, I I don't know if you you agree with that.
1: Yeah, I mean, it seemed like, as you said, they are on a roll and COVID happened, which has dampened a lot of enthusiasm for... For everything. uh, (laughs) For everything, yeah, let's face it. I mean, the one thing I would say, I mean, they've got a few, at least they've got, Whereas back in the yeah, attitude, you'd have China as the only genuine actually star. They're at a point now where they've actually got genuine star material there, whether it be yeah. Ronda Rousey or Charlotte Flair or Becky Lynch. They got names that more than just a handful of wrestling fans can actually name. So that's progress.
0: Yeah, definitely. And yeah, as I mentioned, the fact that we've had a couple of WrestleManias now headlined. Um, with women's title matches is yeah, a big step forward from women trying to uh, throw each other in gravy or uh, have bra and panties matches. So, yeah, there, there certainly has been progress. <laughs> There's no, no denying that. Um, so after Vince had announced that the titles were being introduced, um, on an episode of uh, Alexa Bliss's Moments of Bliss, um, we'll come back to that in a, in a minute. Um, Alexa Bliss announced that they uh, basically that the champions would be decided in an Elimination Chamber match at the Elimination Chamber pay per view. Um, and she introduced the, the title belts themselves. A lot to unpick there. So, first of all, Moment of Bliss. I don't know if you feel the same way, but there are far too many wrestling talk show gimmicks um, that have happened since. The dawn of time, basically. Every Everyone um, and, and their auntie has got one.
1: Yeah, I suppose this is slightly different. As you say, when with them pushing the women's division, they felt it was worthwhile. And it needed to be done to have a, a woman actually hosting one of the talk segments.
0: We've also got Bailey's silly. one as well in recent times.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, they live, they they've got three hours of raw every <laughs> <Anyway. laughs> We
0: need to fill something with. It. You're lucky we've um, not got
1: Vince coming out and reading the phone book for whichever town he's
0: in. Yeah, true. Um Aaron A. Aronson would have a field day if, in that in that instance. A- a- Ron. <laughs> They're the two biggest gossips in town. Um Secondly, why is Alexa Bliss uh, given the power to decide when the tag titles are being uh, competed for for the first time?
1: She's Alexa Bliss. (laughs) She she can do what she likes.
0: Including uh, forcing 1,500 people out of a stadium in droves. But we we won't focus too much on the modern day. Leave her alone. Stop picking on Alexa Bliss. (laughs) Um, and the third one that I was going to mention. So Alexa Bliss does um, does introduce that there's going to be three uh, teams from Raw and three from SmackDown and that the titles aren't going to be brand specific. Uh, I quite like that as an idea. So it, it's something that they there's far too many titles in, in WWE, as I'm sure we can uh, both agree. So maybe a, a way to do it if there is a brand split is to have brand-only pay-per-views um, apart from for the big four, but you then have your champion um, appearing on both Raw and SmackDown. I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah, Maybe-
1: I, think the, I think the only danger is you're going to have the key pay-per-views interesting on each of the brand ones. You have to have the champion turn up a lot and probably titles changing hands a lot or, or else you then end up with someone having to do raw and smackdown every week just to keep the tile actually visible
0: yeah true and well back in the day that wasn't much of an issue when wrestlers um did actually appear on raw and smackdown but that was partly because they would be in the same state or a few cities over whereas generally now raw and smackdown have quite quite different schedules don't they
1: yeah, I mean to be fair, if you have, if you can have Lesnar as being champion and not showing up yeah, at all on, on TV, then I don't know why you need. Yeah,
0: just, just don't just worry about them, it.
1: Just, just phase them all out individually and just see if anyone notices. <laughs> just there would be six of months of so podcasting. Yeah. See if we can see if we can go six months without someone noticing that, that no champion has been seen on any run.
0: Yeah. Quite possible. Um so the build up to this one, we had qualifying matches uh, taking place to determine the teams to represent Raw. Um, great idea. We talked about it before with Survivor Series and, and the Royal Rumble. I like the idea of having qualification matches. Um, on the downside, though, SmackDown teams were just declared. You just had to say, well, well, we'll go in then. Um seems a little bit unfair in a fabe sense that three of the teams have had to go through qualification and the others have just said, yeah, go on then.
1: Yeah, yeah it is a little bit of a uh, odd one. I, I, again, I love, that. I love that for all paid views. I love the champion that just wanted to rock up and go, yeah, I'm in this one. <laughs> <You're going. laughs>
0: yeah, well, that's what Daniel Bryan's done in AEW Did debut
1: you match. Like go
0: on, I'll, I'll have a title <laughs> shot then.
1: Just do it like, just do it like when you're on footy on the playground playing World Cup. Just come along, <laughs> yeah, I'm playing. C-
0: can I play? No, it's not my title, mate. <laughs>
1: nah, oh, you ju- ju- you have to wait till the next round. We've already started. <laughs> we've
0: already begun Wembley singles. Yeah. Um, so for the match, we have 12 competitors. Um, is that's too many in a in an elimination chamber match? I think, but the teams are: we've got Nia Jackson, Tamina, the Riot Squad. Um, Bailey and Sasha Banks, Mandy Ro- Rose and Sonia Deville, The Iconics, and Carmella and Naomi. Quite a few of these have been released or moved to passages new. Um, what were your thoughts as you saw the, the card for this one then, Chris?
1: There's, I, th- I think I all, so, loads of the matches we've covered, even though uh, most of the time, obviously, they're ones we've seen, you know, who's going to win. I think this was one of the clearest ones. There's only two teams on that list, so you would have had a genuine chance of actually winning this match. Let's face yeah. it; no one thought that Carmela and Naomi were going to win the be the first women's tag team champions.
0: I mean, they have got a team name of Fabulous Glow, which. <laughs> You can't just t- start teaming with someone and create your own team name <laughs> within a few weeks. really I quite like the day glow look they've got though when they go in. I quite. I, yeah.
1: I was completely on board with that with the techno and the uh, the proper fluorescent. A little bit of
0: techno, don't you Chris? <laughs> <laughs> Back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so, it's, I
1: think <laughs> I they I think as a look as a tag team they're they're fine. But again, there's there is kind of a. Apart from the proper tag team, there's kind of a mix, a mismatch of the kind of just teams thrown together, it appears.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, And that would only get worse as the tag titles were introduced. Like a lot of the teams were even broken up um, as like and just stripped away. So, yeah, I don't think there's, in fact, none of the teams in this match are still together as a tag team. Uh, within WWE, that is shocking. <laughs> in, yeah, that is are two years that they could just get rid of every all the teams.
1: Well, to be fair, we, do, we know we that WWE hate tag team wrestling. True, and they they buried, they buried it over years and years and years. This is just an acceleration of the process. They <laughs> yeah, to,
0: absolutely.
1: They managed to bring it in and bury it in under two years, which is quite impressive. Way bad. ahead
0: of schedule. Yeah. Um, so to the match itself, we've got the square chamber. We already talked about it in the um, in the preview episodes. The round one is just better, particularly because of the fact that it's got padding on the outside of the ring instead of the um, sort of chain and the metal. Um, this
1: for me, I thought for some reason this padding looked worse than in ever.
0: It looked like like, some, like um, gym mat that you would get in um, in school, like for gymnastics and stuff. Just s- spray painted black, effectively.
1: Yeah, it looked proper thick as well. Were you looking at yeah. going? You no, know, if, if they hit anything on the outside, there, there's no damage being done to them whatsoever. That's quite.
0: That was quite comfy. Yeah, have a nap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, we get the rules introduced. Um, quite ambiguous um, rules from the um, the announcer. We'll have uh, teams coming in at regularly scheduled interviews at uh, intervals. Sorry, no need for any sort of um, time frame on that. Just when when is convenient for a team to come in. Um, and they also said that when a team is pinned or submitted. Now that was slightly confusing until the pop up did show that only one number member of a team. Needs to be eliminated. Why not just say that for the live crowd? I, I think
1: they're hoping they probably, yeah, they probably just assume that was the case. Because yeah. most most ones when we've seen it, it's normally one, when you lose one member, they're both out in the past. So. You know what, yeah, it could have been clarified better. That I think, they're hoping the audience is going to get it. And when you said regularly scheduled interviews there, that's really weird. Because Michael Cole I did, also did, makes the I same did, thing. Yeah, I did exactly the same thing. Yeah, I went regularly scheduled interviews. I was like, that's, that's going to be weird. Just stop in there. Uh, stop in the back
0: <laughs> Yeah. Well, I could do with some regularly scheduled interviews right about now, Chris. <laughs> oh,
1: you, just, before, just before we get started as well, sorry. I know we have got started. <laughs> we get started on the match. <laughs> yeah. just, We're 20 minutes okay, in. Yeah, just just I'm just going yeah, to get this off. Because obviously on commentary, we've got Renny Young, Beth Phoenix, Michael Cole, and Corey Graves. And Corey Graves is the fucking worst in this event. Yeah,
0: he really is. I was going to mention the, the commentary team um, in a second. But yeah, Corey, Corey Graves is basically masturbating over Mandy Rose for the duration of this match.
1: Yeah, it's just absolutely awful. And He, just cut, he cuts off Rena Young frequently, and Beth Phoenix. And be fair, Beth, she's okay; she's not a great deal. But Rena Young's decent on commentary, and he's just yeah, his yeah, constant jokes about Mandy Rose being able to do whatever. It just is normally I like Corey Graves; I think he's really, I think he's really decent. But he just came across as the worst kind of lawler. Shitty commentaire on
0: this one. My immediate thought as the commentary team were introduced. So Cole um introduces the, the team, uh, the commentary team after carmella and Naomi come out. Um, my note has said, God, Carmella is shit. <laughs> I really can't stand her. I think she's completely overrated. But anyway, we'll come back to that, I'm sure. Um, so yeah, Michael Cole introduces the team. So there's Renee Young, Corey Graves, and Beth Phoenix. Four people on commentary is too many. <laughs> Yeah, did not need
1: four people. Get rid get rid of Corey Graves there. Not not just because he's rubbish all the way through it and he's awful during it, but if you're going to do that match, you didn't, and his women's w- titles, Beth Phoenix, have her as the voice of an actual act, or previously active wrestler, fine. Yeah. And Michael Cole do play-by-play and just have Renner Young there.
0: Yeah, I guess the, the reason that Corey Graves is there is to t- sort of... Take the king role of trying to side with the heels, but four was too many. I think. Um, the intros for this one take a while because um, most of the teams get half their own entrance because, as you say, they've been thrown together. Uh, the riot squad come out next though, so we've got Morgan and Logan. Uh, they come out to absolutely no reaction. They are not as over as they would uh, go on to be in the year and a half after this one, I think. Um, and now uh, the riot squad don't. Don't exist, so there's just Liv Morgan left behind. Um, the commentary team very much through this one, focus on the fact that history is being made with the um, that the tag team titles being introduced tonight, which I think is a nice touch. Um, they did you feel that it, they were almost patting on themselves on the back a little bit too much at times in this one, though?
1: Yeah, they they were very much there's. If, we get it. We get that it's historic. You can open with that. You wouldn't you don't need to be force feeding it to us the entire way through. Just call the match, because to be fair, what am I saying that with the match and the way it actually were. <laughs> I don't they had a lot to actually do. They've probably been no, they probably are probably having it being fed into their earpiece, just like, no, look, keep keep hopping on that, keep historic, historic. No, this is important. It's not yeah. just average dross. This is really, really important.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, the Iconics come out next. Um, I quite like the way they play up being worried as they're stepping inside, but then they almost immediately forget that and sort of taunt their opponents with really like toe-curlingly cringy, um, like trash talk as they're walking past the other two that are in the pods. I wasn't a huge fan of that, to be honest. No,
1: I... I think they they probably came out with the best work during this. Time. I think mean, they. I mean, they actually were the only team who came out with their reputations enhanced. Yeah, I mean the the other teams. Nia Jackson get what you expect from her.
0: Well, Nia Jackson doesn't, Nia Jax doesn't um, injure anyone, so her, <laughs> her <laughs> reputation has certainly been enhanced through this one.
1: And then you know what you're going to get with Sasha Banks and Bailey. I think Iconics actually were the only team I saw go in there. And when this match finished, what I had actually more. I've, after this match, I, I finished match thinking, oh yeah, they're better than I actually knew.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So as you say, we have got Nia Jackson Tamina out next. Um, the commentary team play up the fact that they're the favourites because they're the um, the biggest and the strongest of the t- of the teams. Um, and then we Tamina get
1: might seriously injure someone.
0: Or, or Nia Jax, or Tamina's um, family might get away with murder. Who knows? Um, Sonia Deville and Mandy Rose come out next. The the team name of Fire and Desire. Sounds like
1: they've been at Spearmint Rhino the night before. Yeah, exactly.
0: We then get Sasha Banks out, boss time, of course. It didn't dawn on me how many times that Michael Cole would say boss through this until Sasha Banks came out on her own. And then Bailey comes out. Um, as the, the last competitor she still at this point has her um, I'm a hugger um, stick and is very much a face as opposed to the over the top heel that she would go on to be and of course we get the wacky wavy inflatable arm on the stage which is always a nice throwback to family guy
1: wacky wavy inflatable <laughs> exactly
0: we've overstocked and we're passing the savings on to you <laughs>
1: Bailey's so, <laughs> Bailey's great, just full stop. Though I just I know we we've, we've done a few elimination chamber matches where she's just been superb, and it's got to, it's got the stage now. Whenever I see any event we're covering and Bailey's on there, I was like, yes, I am very glad to see Bailey in any match that I'm watching.
0: Yeah, heel face doesn't matter. She's an absolute star um, th- throughout what she does. Um, so yeah, obviously um, because. Deville and Rose and Banks and Bailey were out last, and they're the teams to start us off. Um there's obviously Cole sort of runs through the fact there's no disqualifications, no tags, no um no count outs, which should mean that it's chaotic. Um we don't really get that as the start though, do we, Chris?
1: No, it's my, my notes say clunky. Clunky yes. is my watchword for the start of this match.
0: Yeah, it's quite a slow start. Um, Bailey and Sasha dominate. Uh, banks. The the first real action is banks in a springboard, springboard crossbody from inside the ring to the outside. Um, but now we, as I said, as you, we already alluded to, there's big thick pads on the outside instead of the the metal, so there's no jeopardy and when, whatsoever. And when you're not drop,
1: when you, the crossbody is never, it's never a brilliant move, regardless. It's something that even I think most people think they could probably have a go at. I know we'd probably kill ourselves, but I think it's very things that people go, yeah, I could probably do that in wrestling. And when you're coming off just the top turnbuckle, about three foot onto two people onto a padded floor, there is absolutely no sense of any kind of jeopardy or high stakes or any kind of drama with that move being done.
0: Yeah, I, I could not agree with that more. It was from the uh, from the top rope to the outside. So not even all the way to the floor, but level with the ring. So, yeah, the, the whole point of a crossbody is it's supposed to be quite a safe move to do to the outside or off the top of something. But that was uh, the need for that was sort of eliminated here. Um, yeah, but it says a lot that that was the first action that really caught my eye in this one. Um Michael Cole then talks about how these two, um, so Bailey and Sasha Banks, it's their lifelong dream to be tag team champions. Um, they didn't exist until a month ago. So, <laughs> <laughs> lifelong ambition for something I didn't know existed as a child. <laughs> also, I don't think they grew up together, did they? So, did they separately want to be tag team champions, but on their own? <laughs> when do you reckon? They'd... Yeah,
1: <laughs> they were saying they were there when they were growing up. Going, all I need is the cha- all I need is a champion and one friend. There's
0: quite a lot of things that need to happen. So yeah, it's a bit of an odd lifelong dream, but yeah, I do want to be
1: I do want to be, <laughs> be, want to be the undisputed WWE, WWE IPA drinking champion. I'm just <laughs> yeah. waiting for that. There.
0: All I need is a good IPA to drink. That's fine. I'm
1: just waiting. i will just waiting for. It. I'm just waiting for me to get over there, bumping the Triple H and down the pub one night. It's a great <laughs> idea.
0: Yeah, absolutely. um I did notice as well on the replays tonight we've got fighting with my family being advertised, which I'd have preferred to watch. To be honest, <laughs> you beat me to it. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> I went to cinema to watch that. It's a really good film. It is a good film. Stephen Merchant doesn't make particularly. I can't think of many bad films. Even the Tooth Fairy was good. um unfortunately looks nothing like Page. No, absolutely nothing like. <laughs> She's, brilliant. Um... She's
1: brilliant. She's brilliant. She's brilliant at the brilliant. But when you see them side by side, you go, "Yeah, they do not look
0: anything <laughs> alike. Yeah. Nothing alike whatsoever." Um, Sonia De cut has a bit of a comeback with an impressive um, reversal into sort of a running power slam, sort of pulls um, Banks onto a shoulder and hits a sort of running power slam into a spear, which looked quite good. Um, <laughs> Michael Cole with the JR style slam here, though. Mandy Rose is one of the improved superstars in WWE. Not one of the most improved, just one of the improved
1: it's like surely, em- surely everyone's getting better at some point. You so. <laughs> It's like by saying that he's like, yeah, it's like everyone else is the same or worse than when they began.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're on a regression, regressive curve here. The um, villain and Rose then take control. Uh, they then throw Bailey and Banks into the side of the chamber a couple of times. Uh, so we do get a, a, a bit of a, a chamber spot, which is the first time really in, in five or six minutes um, that you'll realise the fact this is an elimination chamber match. Uh, Riot Squad then enter. Um, Sarah Logan comes in, throws Bailey into the pods um, and then into the side as well. Um, Cole... He's coming out with some interesting lines on commentary. Describes them as um, abnormal, strange, but trailblazers. All right, they're wearing black. It's not that abnormal. <laughs> Those kids today with their youth music.
1: Yeah, god, <laughs> idiot. Just, just before we, just before we carry on, just because there's something else I just had before. Riot squad came out. Man- Mandy Rose does the worst stuck in a fence. Yes.
0: sorry. I completely spot. skipped over that.
1: Because <laughs> bless her. She, I say bless her. That's all. That's how I've been given a, the you, a pound You're where basically
0: where Michael Cole telling I'm basically she's Graves. one of the improved.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm, not, I'm the worst. Of, I'm Michael Graves. <laughs> oh, God. I'm, not, I'm not, the, not the Misfits front man. Yeah. had <laughs> the worst one. Right. But yes. Yeah, so she does a spot where she misses a kick and gets her foot wedged in the cage. Which would be fine normally. The only problem is the cage is quite, we know the links are quite wide so that no one gets a finger or anything ripped off. And she's only got about a size four foot. <laughs> so she's she has to have a foot stuck with about a clear five or six inches at least either side to pull it out and try to sell it that she's actually got a foot
0: wedged. Yeah, it looked very um, to, to use your um, your description of the the opening sequences of the match, It looked clunky.
1: Yeah, but I, I appreciate the effort, but that was yeah, that did not look that did not look good. Or unless she was trying to sell herself as a wrestler, she was going to go the Eugene route, and she was just getting herself <laughs> stuck in stuff and not not being smart enough to somehow get herself disentangled.
0: I see the the inevitable heel turn as the crowds uh, dis- dislike her as well, um, so yeah the riot squad come in um, and those two along with Deville and Mandy Rose just start punching and kicking each other as Corey Graves tells us there's nothing technical here, so that's another way of saying these these guys can't wrestle is what he's essentially saying on commentary there, yeah you have not see no catchers can. No, exactly. Everything's coming back to JR here. Um, everyone is down after uh, after that. Um, Bailey uh, comes back into the ring. Um, Mandy Rose and Sonia Deville go for a double superplex off the top rope. Um, Morgan and Logan come from behind and try and powerbomb those two, um, which would have been a really good spot, except that Logan, Logan drops Mandy Rose. So We basically get all f- all five of them, randomly dropping to the ring at different times, could have been a really good idea for a spot, but it was just a bit of a botch in the end.
1: Yeah, it was unfortunate because it did look quite good when they were getting set up for it. It didn't. I'm, I were not as down on it as you were. I think I think it worked okay, but yeah, yeah. it could have been it could have been better. I think as I say, I mean the iconics here as well. As I said, I was impressed with them earlier. They do step up, and They do look really good at this point. They do go on the dominate for a little while.
0: Yeah, so they they come in here as, as just after that has happened. Um, so everyone's down. They immediately try to pin every single person individually and fail and then have a bit of a tantrum, which I thought was quite entertaining. Um, something that did annoy me with that, though. So they're pinning people at the same time but the ref is only counting one of them at a time. So they're effectively um, halving their chance of getting an elimination if, if it was real, I suppose. Yeah, don't start picking flaws in the logic. <laughs> yeah, <correctly>. yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> um, so yeah, as you say, the Iconics start to dominate a bit. They double-team everyone. They actually have some double-team moves as well rather than just wrestling as individ- uh, two singles uh, wrestlers who happen to be in a tag team, which is a nice touch, I think.
1: Yeah, as I said, they they look like the, the only ones who do look like a genuine tag team, which yeah. is not a, which is not a huge compliment because you know, they they were they're no Steiner brothers, they're no Legion of Doom, but at no. least they do, at least at least they do look like they've actually met each other before, yeah, not just exactly. be
0: thrown <laughs> They've not met each other the, fir- the first time backstage yeah um Sasha banks um, interrupts a pin on Bailey and Beth Phoenix points out that's the third time that they've helped each other out it's a tag team match the whole point is that they're supposed to be helping each other out are we gonna start counting the number of times that um, teams work together in a tag team match
1: I think that I think that was in response to graves though weren't it keep oh, it? Going okay. about how because he, he spent the whole match going about how banks Stabbed Bailey in the back during the elimination chamber match before when she threw her off the pod. Right. So but, I think I think because he wouldn't shut up about it. I think she felt the need to say, well, no, clearly they're working as well, a if, team. If they've
0: worked together three times in 15 minutes, then they must be a team.
1: <laughs> there's no danger of them being no danger of being back seven. But I say is I think it's the fact that Gray's just could not shut
0: up about it. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, the Iconics continue to dominate. Um, they have some very loud and high-pitched trash talk, which was giving me a bit of a headache, to be honest. But other than it that... It works, they, so. they were looking... It does, yeah. You're absolutely right. Um, Naomi and Carmella then come in. Um, all, f- all four teams get put into the, uh, into the base of the turnbuckles, and we have simultaneous Bronco busters... Um Is that a, again? I'm not a, f- a fan of Carmella. I think she's terrible. <laughs> Naomi, I, I, and, um, I quite enjoy. She's clearly very athletic. I'm just not a fan of Carmella at all.
1: No, um, those Bronco busters are not great either. They are kind a- of
0: X would be if he was dead, rolling in his grave. Yeah. You might, I might finish him off if he sees that. God, yeah. I, I, because it's where you timestamp... Yeah, if he dies next week, this is going to go out probably around the time... Well, X-Pac would be rolling in his grave, and then I'll edit this if he's dead.
1: <laughs> fingers crossed not. Fingers crossed, yeah, fingers crossed well. not. Jesus. But yeah, the Bronco Buster, they're not... They're more kind of a Bronco sit-down rather than yeah, a Bronco exactly. buster.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's more like um, the Bronco busters that we would see from... May Mae oh, Young. May uh, yeah, yeah. that Mae Young had a better Bronco buster than these two. What's the other one? I can't May- remember hey, the other one now. Why has my mind it. gone completely blank?
1: <laughs> it'll, we'll carry on. It'll, it'll it'll, yeah. There you go.
0: That's the one. Let's not get into the fabulous mood. That's uh, about to say, yeah, I'll yeah.
1: <laughs> well, stay away. They're never gonna start a true crime, prank, true crime
0: podcast. <laughs> yeah, they do well, Chris. They do well <laughs> nearly as well as horror podcasts, I believe. Yeah, it's uh,
1: oh, my, my little my little sideline is not too bad. It is behaving itself.
0: Well, good, good to hear. Um, that, that's your plug for the week there we go um, the pace finally picks up it's only taken us to get five teams into the ring to for this to happen but we get Naomi with a split leg moonsault, Carmella then hits a uh, crossbody off the top Bailey hits a back suplex Billy Kay hits a big boot Sasha Banks hits a running knee Morgan hits a bulldog onto her own knees which I thought was a nice move um, Mandy Rose hits a gut wrench powerbomb Uh, Logan then hits a fisherman suplex DeVille hits a spear and all of that happens within about 10 seconds of each other Um, it's like they have decided well we've only got so many moves so we'll concentrate them all into this 15 second segment and then we won't do anything else for the rest of it
1: yeah I I quite enjoyed this show though It it was a bit of a throwback it's like Armageddon when you have everyone just suddenly spring up and just hit. Someone turns around into someone else finisher.
0: Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. No, I, 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 I enjoyed right this it. bit. Of, I enjoyed this bit of the match and enjoyed the pacing, but it went from nothing to absolute full throttle in the space of no time, and then back to, to almost nothing again.
1: Yeah, the match the match could have been doing with being planned out a little bit better, so these bits were spread and stay around rather than just going. I think they really got to the end of it. They probably went, got worked out of the match, worked for it. They went, we haven't we haven't actually got any moves. they <laughs> went, right. Oh shit, yeah. <laughs> uh, about 15 minutes in, everyone, 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 <laughs> everyone, everyone do whatever everyone. you like. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, so Billy Kay get, has a roll up and then Peyton Royce jumps over. So they have almost a double pin on Naomi who was distracted by Mandy Rose at the time. Um, and they managed to get the pin. I thought that was a nice touch to do, like a double pin in there.
1: Yeah, because it, it, it does look really good. Because as you say, you have the first kind of sunset flip, and then coming over the top as well, just to get that double pin. It looks, it looks really good. It looks proper tag team wrestling style move, which uh, looks like they're really they something that they do. Some by <laughs> it looks, it looks probably, it looks probably slick. It looks like a tag team. Who've been wrestling together for a while—that kind of thing where they just do one motion without thinking about it—and they're just completely on each other's wavelength.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, they celebrate massively over the top, including their iconic pose where they sort of pull back um, their their waist um, to where their tag titles would be effectively in the in the coming years. Um, everyone's a bit unhappy about that, so surrounds them, but just as they're about to attack. The Iconics, Tamina and Jax, come in um, and the Iconics slip away into a pod, which I thought was a nice touch. Corey Graves then said, it's a Samoan slaughterhouse.
1: Yeah, I know. That's enough of that <laughs> that's, enough yeah. about his, uh, that's enough about his Homestead.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, the Tamina and Jax come in and, and absolutely dominate. They throw people around. Um, they notice the iconics are, are trapped in the uh, in the pods. They push the doors open. Gone are the days where we'd see like Goldberg kick the kick through the Plexiglass. No, we'll slide the doors open. That's uh had, <laughs> a dangerous, match. spot. we had another match coming up after
1: this, so I well. This was first yeah, match on. True. So <laughs> you can't just be smashed you can't just be smashing the ring apart. Yeah.
0: Well sorry folks,
1: we do have another free uh, elimination chamber matches scheduled, but
0: yeah, we are doing. Um,
1: and was and... <laughs> and was all the all, all You have to share a pod, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: so, Tamina and Jax then swing um, the iconics into the the side of the uh, chamber by the head. I thought that was a nice spot. Yeah, it, it, the first thing we've we've
1: come to really approach in brutal in this. Uh,
0: yeah, the first time you realise it's an elimination chamber match, effectively. Um, and then they hit double uh, tandem Samoan drops, and the iconics are gone. Um, the the next bit is a bit of a weird um, weird segment of the match. So we've just seen um, Jackson, uh, Tamina dominate, but then the other teams just come in and get the better of them. <laughs> it's it's a little bit odd, and they're sort of clinging on to survive at that point.
1: Yeah, it's, it is weird because say if you're gonna if you want them to have them coming in as these monsters and get a run rough shot over everyone there and then have some w- a team manage against the odds to defeat them, then, yeah, don't have them looking weak by just having everyone beat the crap out of them. I will just say as well, this at this point, we do have maybe the quietest chant ever where they do, where people are chanting boss and hug. And I, <laughs> I say chant, it sounds like about five people whispering it.
0: Yeah, the crowd were not really into this one at all, were they? Like, there was large periods where it felt like there wasn't really a crowd there at all. Yeah, say so they don't even
1: say so normally with chant they'll pipe when they do the sound mixing they'll at least pipe up. There's the volume for the chant. They should have that big boss hook, but all we had was just bass. Oh,
0: just one guy
1: whispering. Not, yeah, <laughs> I think it may well it may well have been. It, be, it might have been the saddest chant I've ever heard. It's just one person trying to get trying to get the catch on and just looking around going, No, no, this ain't happening clearly. I'm just gonna give up.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um the next spot really, so the riot squad go to the top of um, a, a pod in the chamber and each a, a crossbody off the top to um, to two other Uh, two other wrestlers it's as we said before it's a a generally quite a safe spot and particularly when you're jumping onto six inches of padding (laughs) it doesn't look doesn't look great um Nia Jax then hits a Samoan drop off the second rope onto uh, Liv Morgan who genuinely looks scared for her life not sure if that's just um good selling or she genuinely thinks Nia Jax is gonna hurt her (laughs) Um, Tamina then does the superfly pose and the splash off the top. Um, obviously, no reference to Jimmy murder Sinukka on the uh, <laughs> from the commentary team, um, and that's the riot squad gone.
1: It's such a rubbish splash as well. I know everyone yeah, said it. And lands can't... on her knees. Well, yeah, because it's in the DNA. She may kill someone. She don't want to risk. <laughs> don't want to <laughs> risk. risk that.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, Nia Jax um, then throws Bailey to the outside. It looks like it's a setup for the same spot that we had in our previous episode where Goldberg speared Jericho through the crate. Um, so Nia Jax starts running towards Bailey, who's stood next to the turnbuckle. Bailey moves slightly. So Nia Jax goes tumbling through the pod. Um, it looked like quite a spot, good spot live. But then on the replay, you basically see that Nia Jax turns 90 degrees herself to avoid taking Bailey out to make sure that she hits the pod. Um, it looked all right from the camera angle live, but to show the one behind the pod where you see the detour was, yeah, not a good touch, I don't think.
1: No, just maybe have a look at the edit, edit that you're going to show. You've yeah, got, exactly. you got plenty of time. It's a five second clip. Maybe just go, does that work? No, no, it doesn't. That we won't heads, show that no, one.
0: Really we'll show the other it. one. Yeah. Um, so that leaves Tamina on her own, and all four um of the, the remaining wrestlers go after her. Bailey then hits an elbow, and all four women pile on top of Tamina to get the pin. Um Beth Phoenix then points out that these are the same four that finished the previous chamber match. That's a nice touch. Like for someone that is, isn't used to doing commentary on a on a reg, on a pay per view basis, I think um, Phoenix did do some NXT commentary, didn't she, around this time? But she's yeah. not sort of working um, working the regular pay per views. That's the sort of thing that you'd expect Cole or Graves to come out with. But no, it's boss time is is more than enough for Michael Cole, apparently.
1: <laughs> it is. It is boss. Time. As just say, it is a good spot. I sp- I'm going to say good spot for him because I'm going to assume she wasn't fed it. I'm just going to say, yeah, good observation from Beth Phoenix there. Yeah. And it did throw it me a bit because I thought she meant at the start, they were the four teams, who, they were the four people who started the match. And I was like, yeah, yeah, they were. That is not, it's like, that is not the... Well, uh,
0: I think she said, but I think she points both out, but yeah.
1: Yeah. I've had to say, because I went the first one, I was like, that's not the astute, observa- <laughs> astute observation <laughs> I thought it was
0: going to be. Wow, you remembered 20 minutes ago. Well
1: <laughs>
0: She's doing better than me at this. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so Sasha Banks hits the backstabber um, on Deville, and then Bailey hits the Bailey to belly, the suplex. And I was convinced that was it. They do a good job yeah. of, um, of the camera work here because you don't see Mandy Rose come in and break the pin-up until the very last second. So, yeah, I was convinced that was going to be the end of the match.
1: Really, yeah, really genuinely brilliant near-fall. That absolutely superb. Looked really good. Oh, yeah. I was, uh, out of, out of all the highlights of the entire match, that is that <laughs> and the double roll-up is probably the two absolute moments where everything runs exactly as it should and I imagine what they were (laughs) hoping for
0: Yep, fair enough Um, The next spot then, oh the next action so Mandy Rose climbs to the top of a pod, there just seems to be people randomly climbing, it's like um, we're playing a video game and um, the NPCs aren't really um, aware of what they should be doing so they'll just do a bit of anything Um, but Banks and Bailey both follow her onto the top. They set up for a suplex off the top, but DeVille follows them um, and DeVille and Bailey get knocked off to absolutely no reaction because it's off the side as opposed to into the ring. Um, Banks then comes down to check on Bailey um, and Mandy Rose takes advantage by hitting what I think is called the goddess fall from what they said on commentary. It's essentially she sets up for a pedigree, um, picks up as though it's going to be a spike pile driver and then slams down. It's a it's a nice looking move.
1: It's it's what Christopher Daniels used in DNA.
0: Yeah. Was it uh, Fallen Angel? He called it, wasn't it? That one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's um, it. it's it's um it's not really a visual medium, so I, I can't really demo anything or put any video in at this point. But no, it's, go go and Google it. You'll see what I mean. I, I think you did it just as you say. It starts off a
1: pedigree, but they. Then they lift, then they lift them so their legs are the the opponent's legs are vertical before dropping them back down into pedigree I guess yeah.
0: good description uh, sasha banks kicks out though um Sonia Deville goes for a spear but misses I have no idea why she goes for the spear at all Mandy rose is in complete control and um, she w- is basically gonna spear her in the back um, but sasha banks manages to uh, or manages to take advantage tries to get the bank statement, the sort of cross-face submission on, but she's been struggling with a shoulder injury, so she can't get it in fully, but then creatively uses her foot to uh, to complete the submission and gets the win. So Sasha Banks and Bayley are the first ever women's tag team champions. There's an interview straight after where neither of them say anything for ages and, and start to cry. The crowd can't, uh, chant, you deserve it um and banks talks about how there's more change to come it was all a bit too nice and a bit too feel good for me let's move on because let's talk about things we don't like instead of things we do <laughs> yeah a like the fact that
1: i was watching this in my lunch break so i didn't see the interview you had to go back i had
0: to go back to work oh, that I is so right.
1: yeah i was I, it doesn't sound like i missed anything so, I, so well I'm not, it was a nice they myself, were clearly
0: but... very emotional but as we say, we're not here to talk about nice things, are we? Come on. <laughs> no, let's, let's say how much we dislike this match. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, thoughts on this one then, Chris? <sighs> there you go, that's it. No. Uh,
1: it's just, um, they were hoping for a big moment for the women's first tag team champions and the odd hodgepodge of teams in it didn't help when you got no fluidity and you got no clear style for each of these teams. And it's just, for something that should have been great, should have been up there with like the first Women's Royal Rumble and should have been an actual moment where you go, yeah, that was great to see. And it was, the match that it got made it worth it. This is just meh. It's just absolutely just like an average SmackDown match.
0: Yeah, the it was too long. Um, not just the the length of it, but the pacing was was all off. So I I don't mind having nobody eliminated until the uh, the fifth uh, um, the fifth pod gets opened, but you then have to actually start eliminating people. Like the, we got to the end of the match, and there were still like t- ten minutes before um, we even got to the final two. So yeah, in that sense, the pacing was was weird and a bit off. And as I say we had a 15-second burst of of moves. And other than that, it was, as you say, a bit paint-by-numbers. The fact it's an Elimination Chamber match barely plays into it. There's a couple of spots with um, being thrown into the side. I understand, obviously, they've moved away from um, the earlier Elimination Chamber matches, which were far more brutal. But, yeah, the fact that this is um, an Elimination Chamber match... Is only due to the fact that it is happening in uh, between the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania.
1: Yeah, if you called it a dog adoption center match, we would have got to end it and gone. Yeah, it could have been
0: anywhere. Could have been anywhere. Could have been as relevant. Yeah, absolutely. As
1: relevant. Exactly.
0: Um, There should, there could, and should have been loads of chaos, but there was only a couple of moments where anything like that really happened. It was, um, yeah. a bit underwhelming. The, I guess the the strength of it, though, it's not necessarily about the match itself. It's about the fact that it is a sort of um, history-making in, uh, in that we've got the first-ever women's tag team titles. And, yeah, that's a, a big step forward for WWE. Um, what are you giving this one as a star rating then, Chris?
1: Mainly due to its significance, Ron. Anything else? And the fact that I managed to not turn it off is getting a straight <laughs> down the mi- a straight down the middle. Two and a half stars.
0: Two and a half. Okay, I've gone slightly more generous, not much more. So two point seven five for me. Uh, Dave Meltzer, and um, I assume, as you mentioned, as you said, that this is down to significance more than anything else. But you gave this three and a half stars. Um, what but- match
1: was he watching?
0: Who knows? Who knows? Um, our social media followers, so we put this out on Twitter and Instagram at Select Match Pod across both of them, uh, put out an Instagram story and a Twitter poll, um, which does mean that we can't be as specific in terms of giving um, decimal <laughs> rankings, but both of them um, came out as three stars. So pretty much tie in with, with ties in with what we've given it. Um, don't forget to follow us for all of our content on there. Um, any closing thoughts then from Elimination Chamber 2019, Chris, before we move away from this one?
1: I'm glad that the Women's Tag Team Championship did get better on occasion, because if this had been the peak of it, then Jesus Christ. It'd have been <laughs>
0: <her>. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I mean, yeah. The, the teams that were in this one were relatively new to the main roster. So like the Iconics and the Riot Squads were bigger in um, in NXT. Um, so they would go on to have more success and the titles did become more and more relevant. You'd have like the Kabuki Warriors and, and people um, coming in to, to compete for the titles. Um, and I guess the star power of having Bayley and, and Banks as the first champions is is why they've gone that, that direction. Um, not to um, almost look at what we could have won, Chris, but the elim- other Elimination Chamber match from this one uh, was Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, Kofi Kingston, Samoa Joe, Randy Orton and Jeff Hardy. Um, but this one was more significant, so I'm glad we covered this one, I suppose. Yeah, I
1: suppose. <laughs> no, yeah. You, suppose. you know, you <laughs> Don't don't let anyone say we just pick our favourites. No, we will cover absolutely not. we will cover absolutely anything anyone suggests. But yeah. please be nice to us because we don't get paid for this.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And we could do with the income coming in. Well, one of us could anyway. <laughs> um, okay, so all that's left for us to do is tease what we're gonna do next time. And um unfortunately for you, Chris, we're gonna go to a period where Super Cena was in full full flow uh we're going back to 2005 looking forward to it you know what
1: i was re- i was reading an article the other day on john cena about how he's developing as an actor in his three key roles and at no point did they mention him burying talent in wwe so yeah uh, i I've, I've i've grown more on cena now he's not wrestling anymore or less wrestling less sorry so to say
0: yeah no i think that's uh, a, a view probably shared by the, the majority of wrestling fans okay until next time then thanks as always for listening thanks very much chris
1: thanks for having me as always so
0: and speak to you next time